Welcome to my podcast, Chat Me Up with Dawhi. With this podcast of mine, I want to reach out to people who have made an impact and talk to them about them for a change. Not their careers or achievements, but what it is about them that makes them tick. A casual chat up about how it is like outside of the life we don't get to see. So join me on this new journey and let's have a free-spirited laugh ride together. Welcome to Chat Me Up with Dawhi today, Ziad. Thank you Hi. so much for taking time out from your crazy schedule and uh, being with me on my show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Toyita. Yeah. So uh, let me, you know, just give a brief intro about you to our listeners today. So Ziad here is the co-founder of a very successful startup, uh, probably the most noticeable uh, startup, Fixerman. But what is also very intriguing about uh, Mr. Ziad, Ziad Bangara here is he is very fervently following his passion, uh, which is theaters, acting. And that is something very interesting, you know, to see someone who has two diverse uh, interests and mashallah doing so well at them as well. So, and then Ziad is also slowly intending to get into the Indian film industry. And probably then, you know, you can all thank me for having brought him first on my show. <laughs> Inshallah. <laughs> Inshallah. Yeah. So tell us Ziad, like, how are you today? I'm doing, I'm doing really well. Uh, this is just another day of grinding. So yeah, I'm feeling good. It's a little hot, but uh, you know, being indoors helps. So, yeah. Yeah. so Ziad, like, you know, because I was just introducing you as like your uh, all of 24, 25, and then you have this very successful startup, Fixerman. Uh, tell us something about Fixerman. How did Fixerman happen? Well, what basically, how it all, sure. So it actually all happened. I'll, I'll have to take you back uh, to the time when I was in college. I was in Australia. And it was actually my brother. Uh, his name is Jason. And he's the, actually the uh, you know, person who's behind all of it. So in August 2016, he told me, hey, I'm thinking about this concept of repairing devices. And uh, he told me to draw a logo because I was studying visual communication design. And uh, what happened is, I was like, so the, and uh, we are three brothers actually. So it's me, Jasmine and Ajaz. And we uh, have this WhatsApp group chat about, and we were just, uh, you know, exploring names. And, uh, you know, we came up with this name and I designed the logo. Okay. Never did I think that, you know, this is a company I'd be, you know, come back and be working for anything of that sort. So it was very, uh, in one sense, accidental. Uh, so yeah, we drew this logo and some, some things happened, life went on and I moved back and, uh, you know, the project was on standby and it just so happened a year later around September, 2017, which is almost a year, 13 months later, uh, we sort of reopened the project. I had moved back to Dubai. There was another gentleman. So it was Prithvi, Jasmine and I, uh, so he went through a very bad experience of, uh, breaking his device and, you know, we started sort of researching you know, what is uh, Dubai doing when they break their device? So we studied all the service centers for about six to eight months. And we felt major gaps in the service centers here. And we wanted to come up with a model that sort of bridges the gap. So if you, you've been here for a long time, there are two types of service centers. Uh, and we wanted to go to the customer to fix their device because everyone is so busy here. So, yeah, we, we designed this, you know, after a lot of breakthrough, a lot of, you know, researching and everything. We built uh, the world's first solar powered mobile service studio we basically go in our van and we basically using green technology to fix tech devices on the go uh so say you break a phone whether you're at work or play or at a cafe uh we'll come outside and we will fix it and we'll give the device back to you uh so we're built on three primary principles uh convenience uh quality and speed 
you know so that's how it all happened you know we if it was just this research it was me coming back into the uh, into the grind prithvi was also he has his side of the story so all three of us came together and we built this concept during the end of 2017 and we launched in march 2018 so it was very accidental as far as i'm concerned uh and uh, i really believed in the concept and what what the value it can bring to people and how important tech is today i mean just this call and you know especially with the pandemic you know tech is what has been able to facilitate everything you know from entertainment to your work uh to uh, you know keep keeping in touch to getting your uh, things delivered and if something goes wrong with it people actually experience anxiety and we wanted to make sure that we really understood this from a psychological perspective and we wanted to be there you know for the customer and make sure that you know we're providing the best service yeah, so yeah that's how it happened so uh, so it was not a conscious decision to like you know move away from the family business or taking that forward it honestly just happened yeah it found me i think you know so because i was actually going to take a full time job at another company at okay. the same time and i was at this crossroad i was like do i do this this would be the more uh, safer part but this was more dangerous and you know uh, required a more higher risk appetite but uh, i just said bismillah and i and i was i just you know i just decided to do this because this excited me more you know so, so it's nothing yeah. like having you know being your own boss at you know at such a young age you and especially now so when you know what you want and you don't have that kind of a bird to cater to different people like in terms of a family or something you're just individual right? yeah exactly exactly i call that you know the luxury of risk yeah. especially <laughs> during especially during this time yeah so yeah you got to you i mean this is the time exactly like you said so i agree yeah 100% also and yeah. it's very interesting that you're going to people's homes or to people's offices to actually get the device fixed and that too you're using you were saying a solar uh, solar van yes yeah so, so basically how does that help you Okay so basically how the van runs on uh, petrol but uh, and inshallah the uh, the idea is maybe we can get to a point where solar technology gets to a point where we can run on something like that but basically the service center at the back is uh, running on green technology yeah. uh, so it was it was very challenging because solar technology at the time 2017 was still it's still emerging even now but it's much more efficient uh, but yeah we basically were environmentalists at heart everyone at fixman my brother me and prithvi uh we we wanted to use green technology we don't use paper our business cards are printed on recycled paper we don't use uh, printed receipts we give you know uh, digital receipts we have a robust and perhaps the most important is we have a huge csr initiative to recycle and tackle e-waste now electronic waste is a global and pressing issue over time so to answer your question why solar panels it's fundamentally who we are you know we really advocate uh, you know using renewable sources of energy we encourage repair instead of recycling you know instead of buying a new device it's better for the planet it's uh, so it, it it is it is a multitude of factors but fundamentally it's who we are oh, that's very refreshing to hear but because ideally you know uh, that's not how a lot of youngsters think now at least not yet <laughs> so where do you like what's the next step for fixer man you know inshallah there's uh, we have uh, we have a lot of uh, we're working on a couple of things we are looking at expanding into other parts of the ua and inshallah maybe other parts of the middle east soon inshallah that is the plan and uh, you know just uh, make sure that we are you know maintaining what we're trying to do and yeah. what the mission is qualities are qualities in exactly you know the quality the convenience and you know what we're trying to do and doing the right thing and having the right philo- philosophy and you know the values and stuff 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's where it's at, and you know, let's see how it goes. As long as there's tech, does we'll exactly. be exactly. So there's always devices. Enough, you guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So in in that way, like you know, you can be assured that this is definitely going forward. Like if it, if done Inshallah. right. Mashallah. Inshallah. Inshallah. Fingers crossed. So, and, uh, and the other persona of you, the other side of you is acting. Clearly, that's also not going anywhere. Yes. So having yes. been brought up in Dubai, like born and raised in Dubai, where theater or movies is not really, uh, has not really. There's no platform. Yeah. yeah it wasn't mm-hmm. a platform. So, and also it's not like you're coming, uh, you're in a film family. So how did no. you actually, how did the theater bug actually get to you? How did you get into this? Intro? How it's did actually, writing it's, a, it's a great it's a great question. I'm afraid that this answer is going to be quite long, <laughs> but uh, basically, but basically, it's uh, it's a couple of things. First things first is uh, I was very lucky, uh, and I'm going to come to a couple of aspects. I was very lucky that I went to a school where they encouraged performing arts. All right, mm-hmm. so you know there was there was song, dance, and acting from very young. You know, so there were like these really good productions. Like when when I was you at the age of ten, you know, yes, I went to Dubai Modern High School. So when I was at the Indian uh, yeah it it exactly it is very much it it is an integral part of uh, you know of basically the the system there and in terms of when I was you know ten years old, we put up a production of the Lion King at school. and i 'll be on at school and i 'll be honest with you, it was so phenomenally good I mean the mufasas the sets and you know the pride rock i mean a big fan of Lion King. Yeah. So, you know, you know, it was, I remember at that age being very fascinated, very inspired. So, you know, growing up, so every two, three years we had productions, there was prize day, children's day, teacher's day, that day, this day, you know, a creative festival, all of these things where we were encouraged to be on stage. We were encouraged to debate, elocute and everything. So it was always there in some element, but it's always extracurricular. Like, you know, it's yeah. something on the side. Mm-hmm. So then you go into college, uh, you know, you generally, you know, what courses do we do? We do science, we do engineering, uh, law, uh, medic, medical or uh, business uh, management or chartered accountancy. Now, there's no, I want a disclaimer, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with these courses. Yeah. <laughs> there's, not, there's absolutely nothing That's wrong. That's just how we're wired, right? That's just how exactly. we get uh, parents. Exactly. Are, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you're, you're a doctor, lawyer or you're a failure. No, but, uh, but the thing is, I always knew that none of these were inclining towards what I really wanted to do. So, uh, you know, when I got out of school, I knew I wanted to, because of a few experiences I had in school in some projects, I knew I wanted to get into something creative. So it is finding my, the, 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 a passion for acting has been a systematic discovery. So these aspects were there and then you leave it, that gets sort of buried. It builds up. And I, yeah, it just builds up. So basically I wonder after, after school got over, I took six months off to study, you know, um, basically graphic design because I thought it was, you know, my passion was, oh, because I knew, like I said, I thought it was something creative. Yeah. Uh, so over time, as I did the course, I, I, I did enjoy graphic designing. I did enjoy, you know, creating artwork and that everything. But somehow in my second or third year, I started, I started realizing, no, this is not it. All right. And I hadn't found it yet. Okay. But I always knew I loved acting. I always had a fascination for human behavior and emo- human emotions and telling stories and everything. Fast forward the time. as such. No, 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 that wasn't. Actually, maybe this one, maybe, but I'll get to it. Uh, so again, 2017, I moved back to Dubai and I was actually at uh, this uh, arts and hubs space 
which I just heard about. A friend told me about it and I had just gone in. So I saw this place, uh, you know, a theater. It's called The Junction. So I, was like, oh. I mean, I was, it was, I was just checking out all the warehouses. So there was an art space. There was a vintage car store. Uh, there where, was like, is uh, where is this? It's in Alsakal Avenue. Alsakal Avenue. Mm. Alsakal Avenue. What happened is, and then, you know, I enter this space. And I see Charlie Chaplin, I see Amitabh Bachchan's uh, vintage posters, and I see all of these. I'm like, what is going on here? So what happened, uh, and maybe, maybe th this was that kind of moment, I kind of went back to, and I sort of realized, and I opened uh, the doors, and it was a full black box theater. And I still remember standing there, and I'm like, oh my God, there's a theater in Dubai? You know, I, I need to find out. So I went back to the reception. I'm like, okay, who performs here? Like, what's going on? And they said, yeah, we, we have plays running and, uh, you know, you just put your uh, email and we'll tell you about auditions. I'm like, okay. So I think this was October or September 2017. And November, there was a play for April 2018, six months later. Okay. And uh, got the script. And, that was it? Uh, yeah. You put in your email and they reach out to you? They reach out. They send you an email of, of wow. all the, you know, so it's community theater. Anybody can get, get involved. Oh. Right. So yeah. Right. So very interesting to know because you know. Yeah, it is. Would have no idea how to go about it. Exactly. Exactly. So. And probably that's and just when Alsakal started, so you could benefit from the you know the first few to have uh, registered. Hundred percent. Exactly. So oh. it's a growing space. I mean, it's been there since two thousand fourteen or something. Oh, so okay. it's been organically growing. You know, yeah. organically, slowly. But now it's grown phenomenally. I mean, last year we had our most successful. Uh, you know, we had twenty-two productions in the junction. Uh, before that, you know, we would uh, and all community uh, actors, directors, all all different, different. Uh, you know, it's it's so so mixed. There are, there's Egyptian theater, there's Lebanese theater, oh. there's there's uh, there's Malayali theater, uh, there's uh, Marathi theater, there's Bengali Where do you theater. Fit in? So can you act? So I, I, I'm uh, yeah, I've I've worked with two three production houses. So you know, I I'm just you know, it whatever gets my attention or whatever my schedule allows, I'll go for that production, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So there's the local production, which is the Junction's own pr production, which is called 872 Production. Then there's Stall Tales, there's uh, Chapter One Creates, there's Orb Theatricals. So there's different production houses, and they come in and they uh, display, and it's all different. It's all different. It's all beautiful. They're nice. very good, very good actors, very good directors, very good storytellers. And uh, everyone has different experience. When I came in, you know, if someone were to ask me, I have, uh, you know, theater experience from school, which is not much. And then, uh, but there are people who have, you know, 25 years experience yeah. who've been, who've done theater in Bombay and, and you know, at Prithvi Theater or whatever, and they've come here. So that's how I completely immersed myself into the space. And uh, I really, you know, discovered a, a side of me that I perhaps would have discovered a long time ago had it been, had I been in a place or a school or a family or whatever, that would have facilitated that. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, that would have facilitated that. But that's when I realized, okay, this is it. This is what I absolutely love to do. And uh, I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. Uh, and, and then I started reverse engineering all of my weird behavior during family functions. The, the fact that, uh, you know, we'll be at an Eid event and uh, I have to mimic the 13 people in the family and I <laughs> like to see them. I was like, huh, that makes sense now. Or, you know, uh, you know there, was a, there was a full phase 
I'm being very honest with you, I was so in the character. It was when I was 12 or 13. I used to imitate Mr. Bean. I don't remember it anymore. But Mr. So I'd wear a brown suit. This is ridiculous. Like I'd wear a brown suit and a white shirt and a red tie. And I'd literally just be in character. And uh, so I kind of, it's, it's, so that's what I meant. It was like a systematic discovery over a long period of time. So I've been doing theater consistently over the past two, three years. But I realized that I have a true passion and calling for this. So had you had the platform or the kind of family before, you would have identified this interest of your sooner. Perhaps, perhaps, yeah. maybe. So yeah. It's also interesting to know that, you know, uh, it, was, it was so convenient for you to get into the Al-Sarkal, given that, uh, you know, there is, and all those actors are also freelancers as you are. So and you always have a very diverse mix of people with a lot of different Correct. kinds of talent. And, you know, there's so much to learn from for you. Exactly, hundred yeah, percent. Was it uh, was it easier for you to actually blend in, having not had any formal training in acting? See, I, you know, there. Uh, uh, that's actually a great question. So basically, uh, it's it all depends, right? There are some actors who are trained. There are something, and everyone's at different levels. There are some. If I were to disclose to you very honestly, is there are some actors who are trained, and they can't act, and uh, there are some. <laughs> <laughs> there, are some, there are some actors who are who have done just a three months course or maybe something online, and they're just phenomenal. They're just yeah. incredibly, incredibly. So it, it the what, talent that you have inside, right? No yeah, it, it, like it is, and it's engineering. It's the passion as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's the talent and passion in this. Yeah. Now, so how it's worked is so maybe it's just you know when you have that passion for it, I guess people can connect to that. Exactly. You know, so, so I, I think that's what has worked. And the people who have been able to do it over a systematic period of time, two, not me, I mean, I'm just two years old. Uh, people who've done it for five, 10 years are people who have that passion for it, you know, who have a real obsession. Like, I wouldn't even say passion, I would say it's an obsession for it. They are able to sustain. So, that is the most important aspect because uh, everything else can be sorted out. You know, whether if there, if there is no specific year where you've not been able, you come back next year because that obsession drives you to come back, you know? So yeah, that's, that's the most important aspect, especially in this field. We see so many cases in families where the interest is different, but you know, the parents have already decided what the child is going to do and, you know, and they don't excel at it, but you know, they just have a mediocre life. It's something I feel very strongly about. And I think that it's very, very bad and very criminal to be honest, you know, because you're taking a person away from his destiny and yeah, that's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's quite dangerous. It's quite dangerous to be honest. So like, you know, to use your terminology, you had the uh, luxury of risking, you know, because. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, correct. So uh, how was the first high after performing? Because this was something new to you. You know, when I hear theater, the first person that comes to my mind is Joey Tribbiani from Friends, you know, who runs <laughs> right, 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 right. from the theater. Right, right. <laughs> so are you, yeah. uh, so do you run and, you know, do you go, do you look forward to your reviews? Oh, not, no, reviews, review is not, n- review, it's actually, no, not at all. I'm, no? I'm not too far. Yeah, because there are, there are, you know, I've, I've heard both. I've heard, you know, you, you, that was fantastic. And, you know, that wasn't your best. And, you know, you can do better. So I, I try not to get too high or too low from that. Just because for me, it is such a personal experience. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, if so to answer your question about, you know, finishing the first production, I still remember that drive. It was, uh, I'm very, pretty, I don't know, I'm very weird. Shop with dates. Okay, so April 2018, I'm literally driving back. 
I can't I I remember. You've been giving me the years and dates so, you know, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know six what months, it is. Eight months. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so I still remember, uh, you know, driving back home. And I'm just like, wow, that was amazing. Okay. That was really, that was really, so for me, it's about that. It's really fulfilling for me, you know, Dilse. So, yeah, that, that is what I'm actually chasing. And there's a release from playing so many types of characters, you know, some comedic and ridiculous, some really inten- intense and, you know, uh, terminally ill. Okay. Uh, you know, and, and, and all of them have a release because we all have a certain baggage that we're carrying. You know, so for some people, uh, theater is a medium for change. For me, it just depends on what, who I'm working with. But it can be purely entertainment and making somebody's, uh, you know, day which is not so great. Or, you know, he ha- goes into the theater, has a good time, sees a comedy and, you know, gets out. Sometimes it is to get yourself to think about certain aspects of society and, uh, and how we need to change certain things, you know. So long story short, it is a combination of two things. One is for yourself and number two is to evoke a certain emotion and message to the audience. What is your favorite genre? Like, which do you think you excel at? I would, uh, uh, I, I don't know if I have a favorite genre. I don't, I really don't think so. I, because just because I, I want to take, you know, inshallah, I, I do want to take uh, pride in being versatile. Like I do, wouldn't want to just do one. So I don't have a favorite genre, but I would love to play an anti-hero. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh yes, yes. That, when you said that, I'm like, okay, that's exactly what I was going to say. So yeah, I would love to play a character uh, which is... Uh, combination of where where his uh, ethical um, dilemma is is in question but he's a good and bad guy you know so okay the great <laughs> the in between the yeah, great. yeah 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 exactly so an anti-hero that i mean that's the best way to put it yeah 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 okay so ziad so what is next in this uh, theater what, what where do you intend to take it next because i think this is where you hit the top on a new way right <clears throat> so where yeah. do you intend to go with this now Okay, so when I moved back, I was what, 22, 23? Uh, uh, very confused just generally how early people in their early 20s are. So I remember I made a decision. The next few years, I'm going to explore my life as much as I can. So, you know, I got into the space, got into the space, got, did a few gigs, uh, you know, on the, on the side. So where I see myself is, uh, to be very honest with you, it's undecided and insert the pandemic. So it's, I've become even more unsure. Uh, so, but to be honest is I would, I would go into acting school and learn from, you know, from perhaps a really good acting, uh, you know, instructor or person who knows method acting inside out, just not for too long, for some time, just to, just to really sharpen. Yeah, exactly. Just to, just to sharpen the craft. A little bit and uh, that could be anywhere I'm really open to going anywhere it could be in Kerala it could be in Bombay it could be in LA or you know London you know so I'm, I'm okay going anywhere as long as uh, I'm able to get that one or that institute that can teach me really well mm-hmm. uh, so yeah that's the plan and eventually I do I do want to make films I do want to tell uh, a lot of stories there are so many things to be told about Dubai as well uh, so much awareness to be built so it has to just like you know one thing I've realized is you know you, you make a plan and somehow life sort of takes you in certain directions especially with fix a man I've, I've, I've learned that but what I know for sure is I, I know I like to do this everything else is uh, you know to be decided as to what is to be done so yeah probably go to acting school and then take it from there 
So now, uh, you know, the currently how it is in the Indian film industry, it is like, it's it's a very murky space now, and especially with this recent uh, superstar suiciding and, you know, all the, de- yeah. the, the speculations, the allegations, you know, the mafia. So how do you think, you know, you would be able to cope up with it? You know, as an outsider, I mean, like at this point in time, if we look at the industry, you'd be like, who would want to go there? You know, it is so messy, it's so messed up. So how do you think you can sustain it, you know, because sustain over there? Yeah, okay. That's a, it's a very uh, thoughtful question. And, uh, and uh, to be honest, if I were to start, you know, I wouldn't, uh, I, 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 would, I would, of course, there, there is a waiting game for actors, that's for sure. But I would be creating my own content. Okay. I mean, now, you know, now, yeah, I'd be, I'd be making my own films. I'd be making, you know, and there are, there are certain skill sets that you have to build so that you can put bread on the table. You know, those are, those are things that I'm building over uh, this period, you know. So, uh, and, and you, what happens is, uh, you know, before an opportunity sort of comes to your, uh, you know, that falls on your feet and that's, you know, there's so many things that have to happen for that to happen. You have to take sort of control. And nowadays there's no excuse. I mean, uh, you know, we've got an 18, 16 megapixel camera that you're carrying in your pocket at all times. You know, you've, we have spaces like TikTok, YouTube, and, and, you know, what you can build an audience uh, using social media. You can tell people one-on-one, you know, I'm a filmmaker, whatever it is. And And you can already see that the whole process is becoming flat. It's becoming very decentralized, you know, but the new celebrities are uh, YouTubers now. I mean, it's, it's crazy. The yeah. most difficult, it, yes, it is a full-time, you know, my, Michael Caine, he says in his book, it's, he's such a renowned actor, he's been working for six decades, you know, so he says it, you know, you know acting is not a full-time job, it's a full-time obsession. Yeah. Because for you to ever make it or to ever, you know, it, it's not even possible with, if you don't have that because... It, it, it's it, uh, what, I, what I've understood from the trailer that I've seen over here, which is just, you know, community theater or what I've understood from the space because I've connected with certain people if within the industry in LA or is, it is so intense and it is so tough and it is so unforgiving. Oh, unforgiving. Uh, that, definitely. you know, you, yeah, yeah. It is so unforgiving and it is so ruthless. You know, it is you have to be that level of obsessed because if you're not obsessed, you will leave it. Exactly. So let's see. I mean, I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll see if that, that is there. But uh, yeah. yeah, taking it one step at a time. Yeah. So like, you know, clearly from what you're saying, you seem to be very busy, like, you know, the tech professional by day and an actor by night. So how do you go back and unwind? Who is that someone you always like, you know, because in the theater, especially you have a lot of drama and excitement and everything, you know, happening <laughs> in the day-to-day life. Who is that yeah. you go back to and unwind and, you know? I literally, uh, I'm actually very, uh, you know, I like to be busy by nature. I, oh. I, I don't like to be free. So the way, the way I unwind, this is going to sound quite uh, funny, but uh, I, I, I drive aimlessly a lot. Oh. Uh, so that, that is my, yeah, like, you know, there have been, it is, it is quite funny how many times I've done it. In the past week, <laughs> when... Uh, you know, I've reached home and I have to take the exit to the right, but I just drive for 30, 40 minutes, uh, you know, just take the bylane road, just keep going. And I'm listening to music. And that is actually a very underrated way of relaxation for me. And how I unwind is basically, you know, sometimes I have to be reminded, uh, you know, to uh, because there have been times in the past two, three years, yeah, I've, I have burnt out. 
you know, and either my brother will come up or my a close friend will come up and he's like, you should, you should take a break for a few days. I'm like, yeah, that may be a good idea. You know? <laughs> so, that's a, so, uh, so yeah, long drives and uh, sometimes I, you know, just, just switching off. I, you know, every once in a year I take uh, one, one month I go off social media. I go off Instagram, wow. I go off, I deactivate everything. Yeah. All just right. to, uh, yeah, yeah. So last year, this year, I haven't done it yet. Uh, probably because of the pandemic. Yeah, this but, is the year. Uh, yeah, this is the year. But uh, every year since 2017, I've done it. I've done it for one month in 2017, 2018, and 2019. Mm. Uh, so this year as well, I, 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 I do believe in, you know, uh, it, it allows you to spiritually cleanse yourself a little bit, you know, get more creative, go back to your mind and body, those kind of aspects. And like, so, you yeah. know, that's, uh, that's something I really have to, you know, uh, prod further on. How can someone, and sure. especially in your you know, age, is young, how, how, I really don't get how you can, you know, just disconnect from social media for a month. Oh my God, just the effort to get it done for one day. It's <laughs> true, true, it's true, it's true. Just delete it's all true. the apps. No, for me, I literally delete all the apps. Sometimes I de- deactivate the account, but I've stopped deactivating, I delete the apps. Basically, yeah. you know, you, you, it's, it's for me, uh, I've, you know, it's honestly for mental clarity. Uh, and I'm very conscious of the kind of pages that I follow and, you know, who, you know, what comes up on my feet. Uh, but that I means think a lot. Ne- yeah, yeah. That it, I think it's necessary. Yeah. Because it, at the end of the day, you know, you read any spiritual philosophy, whether you're following Islam or Buddhism or Sikhism, or you're just a modern day person who just likes meditation. Fundamentally, they're all trying to bring you to one thing, consciousness. Oh, yes. Right? And what, you know, that is the goal of anything. So what happens with social media and with this unlimited scrolling is, you know, you're, you're not conscious. You're not conscious. And what happens is uh, when, when, you, when you stop that, is you immediately become conscious. And again, it takes courage to go off, uh, you know, for a while. That's probably why I've not been able to do it this year. You know, I, I'm like, oh my God, I don't know if I can go off for a month, but there is definitely immense clarity. And once you come back, you use it for the right purpose. The social, social media, you are not using, is the social media, is the technology using you or are you using the technology? So that one month, just, you know, just like anything, you have to switch off sometimes, even at least if it's a few weeks as well. Yeah. I think it's worth it. So at the end of uh, the month, like, uh, are you itching to get back on social media? I think by then you would have disconnected, right? Yeah, you have disconnected. And sometimes I'll be very honest. Sometimes when I go back on it, I'm like, wow, I've really not missed this. You know, there's no FOMO. There is no, there is no FOMO. There is no FOMO. No, because when I do it, I do it with a, with a deliberate intention, with that niyat, Mm. you know, as we say, you know, so. uh, I do that for Ramadan. uh, I go off WhatsApp. And then, you know, once the moon is right, cycling, right, right. I'm just on back on and I'm like, I put that sticker as well. <laughs> no, yeah, I guess who's back. Yeah, 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 exactly. Too lame and you know, no, no, but that's really good. This. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's actually really good. That's, yeah. no, but you know, no, I it, 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 I it's just for back. clarity. Yeah, but I, I, I think if you're constantly on this, it can, especially for a creative person, can make you less creative. You need to allow your mind to wander a it might, yeah, you need to allow your mind to wander a little bit, you know, just, 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 just yeah. be, you know, just, you just know, that's something lacking so much these days. Even the kids for anything 100%. they have to do, they have to get onto YouTube. There is no creativity oh, happening in the head. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So, and this unlimited know, so scrolling. Exactly. And you know, you read about, you know, I read, I read something so interesting the other day 
so is it the great uh, plague of uh, London, which was in the 18th or 19th century? Uh, Sir Isaac, so it was just like the pandemic. He was stuck at home. So he had just graduated uh, uh, university and he was stuck at home for two years. And that's when he came up with all of his theories. You know, Bill Gates goes into the woods for a week, you know, once in a year or something like that. So you have to, it's not, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's not like a nice to have. I think it's necessary yeah. you know, to disconnect. Or to, and the time frame is up to, you know, it's at different scales of where you are mentally. Mm-hmm. But just taking that time off to just, you know, be an experience and just, you know, I'm just here. Because yeah. we add meaning to everything, right? We, so everything is just empty. But, uh, and just being, you know, no, nothing negative or positive, just be. Exactly. You know, that, there's, there's freedom there. There's freedom. Yeah. So, yeah. So is there anything, uh, Zia, like along the way you think you, could, uh, you would have wanted to do differently? Oh, wow. That's a great question. Uh, see, the thing is, I, of course, it's, a, it's a question I've thought about myself as well. Maybe, you know, if I was 19 or 20, I should have gone into film production at that time itself. But I really didn't have the clarity at the time. Yeah. You know, there was no way I would have had that. And uh, so, uh, if would I change anything? Probably not. Probably not. Maybe I, I, one thing I do regret is, uh, you know, and this is something I tell any person, especially my sisters, they're just growing up there. 17 and 18 is there was this period in 2013 and 14 where I, I, I really wasted a lot of time. I wasted a lot of time by taking wasted. it easy and call wasted a lot of time. And it's something I th- think about very, very deeply. That's why once I moved back, it was a very conscious decision to turn my, I really did want to turn my life around. And, you know, I, I, I really did not want to, uh, you know, it, it, not because of anything is, you know, you watch shows, it's just college, everyone's laid back. Okay, you know, obviously you get your assignments and your exams done, that's fine. But there was a lot of time there where we could have picked up, you know, skills and that and this and everything. So if there's one regret I, could, I would tell you is, is that, is that period, if I can be very honest, you know. And I, t- I, and I honestly almost think about it every day. Because the time is the most uh, scarce resource, right? Everything else yeah. may or may not come back. You know, time is something we all, all have limited to, you know, so we want to use that uh, the absolute fullest, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> that was some intense, uh, you know, sharing and intense speaking. So 100%. Now let's take it light. Now uh, we'll go to Absolutely. my next section. It's called the quick takes. So oh. just okay. spontaneous answers right off the top of your okay. head. On a scale of one to 10, how cool are you? <laughs> uh, six. Six? Oh, that's all? That's all? Maybe yeah. 6.5? <laughs> Round it off to 7? <laughs> like, technology, it. you think, will transform the world. Transform the future. Oh. Uh, the, uh, okay. Uh, at, the bottom, at the top of my head, uh, basically, how do, I, how do I put this? Those body parts. 3D printed body parts. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That. Uh, then, yeah, oh my God. Hyperloop. And oh, inshallah. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. So, an app you okay. hate but use a lot. A app I hate but I use a lot. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Uh, probably, easy for you. Yeah. Like you keep detoxing all the time. Yes. A app I hate but I use a lot. Probably TikTok. 
Uh, <laughs> I think it's being made easy. No. You know, getting talked yeah. yeah. And an actor you think you resemble the most? I resemble. Oh, okay. I, I an actor I resemble. Huh? I have no idea, to be honest. You maybe you can tell me. I I, I really I don't. I'm know. just waiting for uh, you to ask me. <laughs> <laughs> I think you look like you know you make a good mix of Shah Rukh Khan and Salman because I'm really Bollywood. You know, I'm I'm a Bollywood fan at heart. So I, have you got that before? Have same, I, same. Have you had people tell you you look like uh, uh, the hair? A few people, yes. A few people, yes. But I really don't see it because he's like, you know, it's King Khan, you know. So I'm like, please don't. Oh, so an overrated actor. An overrated actor. Okay. An overrated actor would be Arjun Kapoor. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Varun Dhawan. Oh, my God. Oh, now, Dhawan, now the yeah. list is coming. <laughs> yeah, Varun yeah, Dhawan. Yeah, the nepotism yeah, works. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Arjun Kapoor. Yeah, they're, 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 they're not great actors. Yeah. Let's be real. Arjun Kapoor, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Uh, Arjun Kapoor, yeah. The worst movie you've seen recently? Uh, the worst, I haven't watched a lot of movies, but I can tell you the worst movie I've seen, uh, Hamshakals. Mm-hmm. Okay, which one was that? It was basically, it's uh, Saif Ali Khan, Ritesh Deshmukh and uh, okay. Have it, yeah. it is, it is, uh, I guarantee you won't be able to get through it because oh. I didn't. I left, I left the theater. Yeah, I'm not minutes. much for comedy. Yeah, it's horrible, and horrible. And comes acts with comedy. Yeah, Sajid Khan, yeah. Best compliment you've received till date. Best compliment I've received till, till date? Yeah. Uh, Oh my God. Uh, why, why am I so blank? <laughs> okay. Uh, the, just basically probably when one person said that uh, the most uh, multidimensional person I know. And I said, thank you. Oh, oh. Worst critique? <laughs> Worst critique? Uh, that uh, you're too absent-minded. Oh. Okay, that's yeah. contradicting the previous statement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So exactly. Yeah. So I'm both, right? Multi-time. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So which is more romantic for Ziyan? Okay, a candlelight dinner or a casual stroll along the beach in movie style? Oh, uh, wow. Casual stroll along the beach. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What yeah, impresses yeah. you most in someone? So, uh, basically a sense of uh, a sense of ease a sense of humor a sense of humor okay how would you dump your girlfriend politely <laughs> how would i dump my girlfriend politely oh uh, is there a way, polite way to do it uh, i would <laughs> yeah. just be, you should I, I would just i would <laughs> i would just say it's not you it's me <laughs> <laughs> okay. what's your biggest strength Biggest strength is, uh, I would say, uh, the ability to be uh, positive in a negative situation. Okay, indeed. You know, I think that's the need of the hour as well. You know, because then everything 100%. is so negative around you, you have to have that positivity. Okay. What's your Correct. most useless talent? My most useless talent? Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> these are great questions, by the way. They're actually getting me to think. Uh, my most useless talent would be, you know, I, okay, I don't know if uh, this, I, I, I don't know if I can call this a talent, but doing this. 
Oh yeah, that's definitely. Describe <laughs> <laughs> so, yourself. So just, you yeah. Know. Yeah. So it's just it's okay. just cool. It's <laughs> see exactly. I'm <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly describe yourself in three words uh driven uh driven intense and uh, emotional ah perfect i think you know it makes for your tech and your your fixer yeah. man and your theater with the emotions as yeah. well yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Okay, that's perfect driven, yeah thank you so much so that's the end of my quick take segment yeah, and that was amazing. Thank you so much, Zia. Thank you so much, Ziad, for you know being such a sport and uh, being so awesome with uh, everything. Thank you. And no, you were awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Short, you know, when you're getting into the theaters, you know, you know, I I will be the first one to line up in, in queue uh, to get. Thank you, Mr. Ida. I will let, definitely tell you about the the next performance in advance, so you yeah. can come from Abu Dhabi and <laughs> like. Yeah. No, yeah, I'll definitely let you know. Yeah. So, and especially you know, with, once the pandemic is over and we can actually sit in the theater, and I'm uh, I'm doing this. Definitely coming to watch. Can't wait. Can't wait. And Thank you so much, Ziad. Thank you so much, Taida. Take care. All the best. Don't forget to drop in your comments and suggestions on this podcast. There are so many more stories out there just waiting to be told. So make sure you have subscribed to Chat Me Up.